The ocean is more ancient than the mountains, and frightened with memories of the dreams of time. Welcome to St. Baxton. A Pump Cthulhu real play tabletop role playing experience starring Steph as Clara Carter, Mike as Nicholas Wally, Fred as Edward Worthington III, Ben as Max Anderson, and your game master, Veronica. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Welcome to St. Paxton. I am your game master, Veronica, and I am joined by some fronds. I'm a frond, my name is Ben, uh, and I play Max Anderson, and my pronouns are he, him. Thanks for, thanks for always reminding me. <laughs> my pronouns are she, her, sorry. Hi, I'm frond number two, Fred, and I play Edward Drake Worthington III, and my pronouns are he, well, him. with fronds like these, who needs an enemies, am I right? And I'm <laughs> Mike, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm playing Watley. Mike, you stole what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, come up with another frond joke. Oh, oh, I can't come up with a frond joke on the spot. I'm frond number four. Hi, I'm <laughs> Steph, and I play Clara Carter, and my pronouns are she, her. All right. Uh, that's great, everyone. I'm so sorry. I am captivated by the live transcript and all of its terrible translating. Uh, so, but, I, but I am also excited that it's here. And uh, yeah, so everyone, I'm so excited that we're back in St. Paxton. But does anybody want to tell me what happened last time we were here? Oh boy, what what did happen? What happened? There, there was a lot. Watley oh, poked yeah. his brother's uh foggy lump. I, I excised <laughs> the foggy the, lump the fog. <laughs> with a machete, no less. With, yes. with a, a mm -hmm. machete, so uh his brother's gonna get tetanus and um that fog went into Dr. Mason. That's right, um, yes. What else? We, uh, Max and I, uh, were doing like a, a book seance and Crab dance. <laughs> yeah, we shuffled, did a step one, two, three shuffle thing, um, to get some more books. Um, what else happened? Edward and Watley went to Leo's. <gasps> mm -hmm. Yes, and Leo had no aura. Mm hmm. Which. Mm -hmm. Hopefully Edward will. I, Edward's the only one that can see it. I know. I'm, I'm hoping oh, you. Hoping that I, hoping Edward you like acknowledge it or mm, you know something. And mm -hmm. there were a lot of teens at the diner. Oh yeah, the youth. Yeah. Youth and group. a small child outside. Oh, yeah, 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 there was a ba there was a child. Yeah, he found the small child who's. Uh, I don't know, Nana and Papa or something. Yeah, we're missing. We're right. missing and yeah. And I think Watley brought him into Leo's. And that's where that's we ended where it, it, I think. Ended. Yeah. Yeah, that is exactly where we ended that episode. You know that other thing that we need to do? Yeah, we should refresh luck. So let's do a little bit of housekeeping right now, and I would like you to refresh your luck. Does anyone need me to tell you how to do such a thing? Listen, if you just say it, it'd be, it be it'll fill time while we roll. Yeah, okay, so um, I will let you know what these very delicious players are doing right now. They are rolling a D100. If they roll, excuse me, if they roll uh, at or under their luck, they're going to get to roll 2d10 plus 10 to their uh, to their luck score. And if they roll over, it's just 1d10 plus 5. So yeah, that, that's it. Uh, they're going to let us know what happened here. And um, that's all I have to say about luck. Yes, I rolled over my luck amount. Uh, by quite a lot. And then so when I rolled my 2d10, it was just a five and a one because fuck me. So no. <laughs> so I raised it by 16 luck points and I'm at 59 luck. Almost nice. 
<laughs> Almost nice. Well, that's luckier than me. I rolled under and then I uh, rolled a three. So I'm just adding eight. <laughs> I ended at a 73. I rolled a 71. So I actually was under. But with my lucky feet and what I rolled. So then I added 19, uh, which math brings me to 92. Wowie, zowie. That lucky feet, no joke. Yeah, no kidding. Wish I had not given you that. (laughs) (laughs) That was stupid. I had a 90. I rolled a 31. (laughs) Rolled a D10. Got a 4. Plus 5 is 9. So I'm back up to 99. Jesus. What the fucking fuck, man? That makes me so mad. Okay. Real quick, can I just point out a couple of things Absolutely about Edward? Because I was reading my character sheet. Uh-huh. And uh, so uh, I have the talents, of course, of Lucky uh, and Quick Healer. But I noticed I still have my talents of photographic memory and uh-huh. alert. So does that mean like if I need to recall information, I should be able to do so without me specifically needing to know or... Uh, Yeah, so it's basically um, you're able to recall information even if you didn't study it. Like you would be able to say like, oh, I know exactly where that is because Mm -hmm. I did whatever. I think that 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 you actually have to make a knowledge roll, which is up there by your intelligence, um, which should be fairly simple for you, I think, because I think you're a pretty smart character. Um, but as we, as we learned, Max is actually the smartest character in this party. So, um, I could be totally wrong there. (laughs) (laughs) So that means when you're rolling your D 100, um, you're rolling the, the, the tens, right. And then the ones place. So you would re-roll the tens die and take the lower of the two. Okay. Wow. Real quick, knowledge isn't like on my sheet. Is that like, is there a subset of skills that fall under what would be considered knowledge? Yeah. So um, if you look under your characteristics, under education, there's a little thing called no right there. Sorry. I thought it was under intelligence, but it's actually under your education. That's perfect. So I have 75 education or knowledge. So then I would just have to roll under that. And I get to re-roll the tens. That's great. Yeah. Okay. It makes total okay. sense. You got all this knowledge by int, aka my ideas. That's the high one. I'm the ideas oh, guy. I got ideas. I got, I got a lot of ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any other questions or housekeeping we need to go over? What's my uh, What's my magic at? Uh, that's none of your business. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, thought I could just uh, thought I could say that real fast and trick you. All right, go ahead. It's nope. a little bit of his business. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you'll find out. It's like an HVAC system in your house. You'll find out when it's bad. That's it. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> Why is it smoky in here? That was a that was a joke for anyone that doesn't have or that, for anyone that has to pay for their own HVAC. That's uh, that's a joke for you specifically. Okay, so um, I am so invested in what's happening at the diner. So let's go back to uh, Watley and Edward. And Edward, you hear the bell on the door ring, ding, ding. And Watley walks through the door and he's holding hands with a very small person. Watley, where where did this child come from? Yeah, uh... This kid was outside. I something's wrong. Can we uh maybe get him a burger? Yeah, yeah. I'm not even really hungry. <laughs> and a milkshake. Okay. Definitely a milkshake. Chocolate, strawberry, pineapple. P- pineapple. Uh, you know what? I think Leo kept some pineapple in the back for the uh, teriyaki burger. So yeah, let me let me just go chop some up real quick. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you find uh, you find a really fresh and beautiful uh, pineapple that takes much longer to deal with than just opening a can. But 
uh, Leo would never have canned pineapple for teriyaki burgers. It's got to be a fresh pineapple ring. So. Yeah, canned would have been smarter for me to say, but no, I chose fresh. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you make a, a pineapple milkshake and um, you see that Mary is kind of going through the menu at the at the bar and eventually she sees that, okay, well, I'll just go back there and make something for myself. And she starts pouring up coffees and she actually puts on one of the little uh, aprons and just ties it down around her waist and starts, you know, getting drink orders and helping refill drinks for people that are all of the teens rather that are in the, uh, in the diner. Hey, so uh, this is uh, my famous uh, St. Paxton pineapple whip. It's the same pineapple whip that we used to make uh, at the theme park by the docks. So here you go. I've never been there. I don't even. So, Watley, are you noticing something? <laughs> the The mist is clearing up, but there's only kids around. Yeah, exactly. Where are all the other adults? I'm not sure. What are we talking about? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't noticed, there's a lot of kids around, but their parents aren't. And this boy has lost his parents. Oh, um, well, shouldn't we call the police or something? Uh, I guess that's smart. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll here, get right on me... that. Yeah. Yeah, let me finish up these burgers, and uh, why don't you give them a call? And you see Mary pick up the phone, and she begins a conversation with somebody on the other line. Um, okay, this is really weird. They're going to come down and take a statement and try and find this kid's parents, but apparently there's a lot of people that have been calling and reporting just random people. Not just kids, but people that are saying they were somewhere else and now they're suddenly here. They don't even know where here is. Weird, huh? That is pretty weird. I mean, maybe we should wait till the police come and we could ask them some questions. I look at the nearest group of teens that are currently waiting on orders and I bring out a couple of burgers and kind of play, you know, put it down on the table that they're sitting at. So uh, where are you guys from? This is your first time at the Divine Bovine? Uh, the where? I thought we were going to Dairy Queen. What's a Dairy Queen? <laughs> okay, it's a stop sign of Texas, my dude. I... I mean, yeah, but we don't... I mean, I've never heard of it. We don't have any around here. Um, uh, we're actually just from the, the Methodist church just down the road. Wait. Um, Y'all? And this kid looks around the environment. Um, no, I mean, we were just... We just finished youth group and then we... We came down here, but man, this is weird. Uh, did you guys do a remodel or something? Uh, where do you think we are? Dairy Queen. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> where do you think the Dairy Queen is? Like, what city are we in? What do you mean? What what city are aren't we in Arlington, Texas? Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I have some more burgers I gotta take care of. I'll be right back. Just enjoy. Don't mind me. Uh, okay. Watley, did you hear that? Yeah, what's... what's Texas? Son, we've been asking <laughs> that question for years. <laughs> what... <laughs> What is that place? <laughs> Wait, can I ask you, do we not know what Texas is? I'd imagine Watley might not know. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, that's yeah. fair. We probably would have an I would would just have like some sort of geographical understanding of yeah. Texas. Yeah. But Watley is from a different world, so to speak. So Got it. 
Texas, you know, like cowboy boots and hats, uh, you know, big Tex, it's, fried food. Is that like you know? another name for Halloween? What? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess people dress up like cowboys on Halloween, but in Texas, they dress like that all year long. Is it a plate? Is it a theater? The theater? What? No, it's a state. The state of Texas. The Lone Star State? The Cowboys. No? None of this? I don't... A state? Oh, uh, you know what? Um, Let's just get these burgers to go. We should probably get back to... Oh, wait. Are we waiting for the police or are we going back... (laughs) Oh my God, uh, don't just you have so to make yourself right scarce from the police? So I think maybe we can let Mary handle that. Oh, God. Wait, that's right. We... I'll stay here with the kid and you all take some burgers back to uh, to the friends and I'll catch up with you later, okay? All right, Mary. Um, just take care of yourself and, and we'll meet up and... A little bit. Of course. Everything will be fine. Just, um... Hit the road, Jack. (laughs) I grab five blasphemous burgers, um, four apocryphal... What was it? Apocryphal apple pies. Oh, yes. And, uh, three divine shakes. And uh, we get back into Watley's car. Okay. Edward and Watley, roll a spot hidden for me. Oh. I feel like you did very well. 61 out of 64. So a success. Uh, I rolled an 83 out of 65. But uh, I I don't think I'm going to use luck for that. No, I wouldn't. Uh, who's driving? I am. It's my okay. car. Okay, great. So, Watley, you notice that there are a lot of people that are crossing and using the crosswalks. So it's taking you a lot longer to get through the area. But people seem to be really distracted and looking around at their surroundings. Almost like you just had a huge influx of tourists. But tourists that... Um, or maybe lost or don't know where they're going. I would like to drive especially careful then. That's fine. Roll drive then. He puts both tentacles on the wheel. All tentacles on the wheel. Come on, Fred. I know. All. All. You drive with your tummy. You don't? It just holds the wheel. It's I don't hands-free. even drive with my knee. That's scary to me. All right, so I got a 36 out of one. So I will use 35 points of luck to make that a success. Yeah, that sounds great, Mike. You you spend that (laughs) luck, actually. Yeah, do it. I'd prefer not to hit anybody. The police aren't looking for me yet. (laughs) Okay. Edward, you notice that Watley is looking around and then all of a sudden he's like, okay get in the game and really just like it's almost like he is taking this as seriously as one would take like driving a person in labor to the hospital just like you're super alert you're getting there nothing's going to get in your way but you're also not going to put this car in danger whatsoever Clara and Max at the library you've cast your spell Let me know what you do. Has has all the ashes gone into the large book already, or is it still in progress? Or, uh, yeah. So let let me set the scene for you a little better. So, uh, the Ezra. Bleh. So Ezra lets go of your hands, and you see all of the debris and the wind, sort of, kind of float down. I wouldn't say it drops, but it is a very natural free fall. And 
it doesn't look like there's a lot of um, ash or anything on the floor. So it does look like it's been absorbed into the book. Uh, Ezra, what did we just do? Well, I think that um, you just condensed the the rotting pages into the book. I feel like as the mayor that you should be happy that I was able to perform such a spell and uh, save the cost of hiring an additional archivist to come and work at the library. That could have taken them years, what we've accomplished in just a matter of minutes or hours, however long it was. And uh, yes, I, I got... You know, magic is a magical thing. I, 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 it didn't feel like it was long, but who knows? It could have been very long. So all of the journals are now in this book? I don't know. I would assume. As Clara and Ezra are talking, Max has walked over to the book and looking at the cover. Is there any anything different about the cover? Uh, no, so the cover still looks pretty much the same. Um, you still have the big shield on it, but there isn't anything necessarily on that shield. Gotcha. All right, well, let's just see if it worked then. And Max will open the cover up. Okay, great. Uh, you open the cover and you see a lot of different sections. There's a big table of contents that kind of goes through different eras. So you see the first era, and then you'll have Clara, Bellamy, Edward, Watley, Darius, Max, and then you have subsequent eras that go on and on. And you can keep on turning the pages, and you see the information, um, but it doesn't look like the book is ever going to run out of pages. Is there anything in that table of contents about Xander and Anya? Uh, you look through it, and there is a small footnote. Cover art by Xander Kane. Uh, Astra, this is weird. This, this little footnote, this is the person who gave us the book. Yes, I would assume that they probably used it for a similar purpose. Um, but of course, you know, they, you can't contain all the worlds in one book, at least not to my own knowledge. So in giving you the book, they have given you the opportunity to uh, chart your own existence. Huh. Oh, wow. Okay. That's helpful. I would, yes, I, I would agree that it is. Well, uh, gee whiz. Oh, oh you could have warned us, that kind of hurt. Right. Wasn't entirely sure if something was going wrong or... Uh, no, yes, well, you just, um... I would say you look different, for sure, but, um... Wait, you think we look different? Do you want to look at Max? Yes. And Max, do you want to look at Clara? Yes. You both see that your eyes look a little bit more sunken in. Your hair has streaks of gray in it. And you are somewhat aged, um, including some age spots even on your hands, which... Take from that what you will. Oh my god, I'm a dilf! <laughs> as, as Max looks at his hands. I've never heard of this dill. Don't, wor don't worry about I, it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Yeah, Clara, you got... You got gray streaks in your hair. Okay. Gonna need to re-dye that. Um... Okay, this is weird. It, did it, it suck ears out of us? Well, nothing that you won't regain in time, but be careful. Drink some milk. Oh, it's a recoverable thing? Okay, okay. So, like, we're gonna get younger. 
you'll restore to the previous age, yes. Okay, okay. Okay, cool. At least I assume so. That's um, the first time I've actually cast that spell. You hear the I- door open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good visitors. Uh, Max turns to look at the door. Uh, you see Edward and Watley walk inside. Uh, sorry that took so long. There was a lot of foot traffic. Out, out in the weather? Looked like well, it was it's raining. It's cleared up slightly, but there are so many people out and about. And some people from some Halloween town or something. Uh, f- from Texas. Yeah, whatever it was. Wait. What now? <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on, but everybody that was at the Divine Bovine was from uh, out of state, I guess. Um, the kids that I spoke to said they were from Arlington. Like a tourist group? <laughs> I thought we were a floating island in a sea of madness. How are the people here? <laughs> Well, well, yeah, St. Paxson is an island off of Northview. I mean, you could take a ferry here, right? Uh, yeah, there's the ferry. Wait, what? Didn't you come in on the ferry, Max? Uh, yeah, but it was foggy, and I thought that we... Okay, sure. Maybe I'm misinterpreting some things that I thought we knew uh, from earlier, but that's that's fine. That's fine. Real quick, let's let's do some yes. quick housekeeping. Do <laughs> our characters recall our lives from prior to the island? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and then like college I mean, and yeah, so like college. Yeah. You have you have memories of like growing up, things like that. Max, you have memories of them being in college. Mm-hmm. You don't really have a a really firm grip on childhood memories. And then, of course, you have memories of going to different places and mm-hmm. uh, assisting in efforts uh, outside of St. Paxton. Abroad. Oh, I spent some time abroad. I spent some time abroad. <laughs> Texas. And then now to address what Max said, we're aware that obviously there are supernatural or like world changing things happening. So we're aware that we're on an island in the center of madness or was he just kind of like paraphrasing I could have swore we discovered that St. Paxton is by itself like like there's nothing around us anymore yeah in that sense kind of like floating I in. thought we discovered that but maybe that I was just think didn't um Ilaria teach us something about like the other worlds and well, nonetheless, how about this? How about this? So, Max, upon hearing uh, there are... Um, I don't have the book to look at. Uh, Max, upon hearing that there are other people um, in the town... <clears throat> oh, Ed, I thought there was a... I thought you said there was, like, a dome or something around this place. How could people get in and out right now? I thought there was... How, did, how could anybody get in here right now? Uh... Yeah, no, that's that's a great question, and I have so many more. I I don't know what that dome was and whatever that was trying to get in that couldn't, but this fog and what's happening right now, there's a lot more going on. There are people walking the streets seemingly lost. They seem to have come here somehow without knowing where they are. <sighs> Ezra, are, are are you familiar with what's going on? 
oh, well, this actually probably goes back to something that your good friend Max could fill you in on. Oh, oh, I can? Well, if you spent some time reading this book, I imagine that you would. Didn't you feel all of the energy and knowledge as it funneled into the good book over there? Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. By the way, uh, uh, Watley, uh, uh, Edward, uh, check this out. So all these journals from all of our past experiences here on the island, you know, all of these uh, resets you guys keep talking about that uh, I don't remember at all. And it seems like, I don't know, Rosie, maybe you kind of do. I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's all kind of misty in everyone's minds, but uh, it all got put in this book. That's why we uh, look like this now. And Max points to his, his gray hair and his liver spots. I thought you looked a little bit more respectable. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, Max, have you gone over to the book yet? Other than looking at the um, table of contents, I haven't. So upon pointing out the book, um, without even giving them a moment to really recognize, like, oh, my God, they look older. uh, (laughs) I will walk straight over to the book, like, let's consult the book. I wonder if there's, like, uh, uh, like an appendices about here, about the the island or or domes or something here. Let's, or, uh, you know what? I'm just going to flip to my first chapter. You guys seem to know what's going on. Well, and then he flips. And before you do that, at the table of contents, you see the letters kind of swoosh and change in front of you. They just sort of disappear. And it's almost like the ink moves into um, into position, almost like a Ouija board and finding, you know, wh- its place on the board. Um, you see that the table of contents now has a title, the archives of the order of St. Paxton. I guess that's the title of the book, or at least this section of the table of content. Order. So, uh, I don't know. It's a magic book. Hey, book. Uh, what What's up with this island? Why are there people here? If you lift your hands up, the book will highlight the first era. And you'll see that the first era actually only has entries for Max. Haha, a solo act. I knew it. <laughs> All right, let's check this out. Let's check this out. And I flip to the first era. In the first era, you remember, and when you look at the book and you start reading it, you kind of fall in to the words. And you kind it, it's almost like it's not, you're not reading the story, but you are reliving that time as you read it. And so you put yourself into the position of the first era of Max. And you watch as from the ground looking up to the sky, someone walks across the earth and then lays their hand on your face. And you feel like you're being formed and you're pulled out of the soil, completely made of dirt and dust and you stand face to face with Darius. And behind him are thousands and thousands of people that look to be scared and out of place. And he's giving these long directions to them on what they should do. And you catch a little moment of understanding as he speaks a language that you don't understand to these people and says, if you want your gold back, you'll have to dig to find it. And then they in this trance-like state go into this cave and they begin mining trying to find their gold. And then this man turns to you and says, I'm Darius, and you are the foreman. You'll watch over these people, ensure that they do not escape, and should they try to escape, you'll take care of that. 
And you understand that when he says you'll take care of that, you believe he means that you should kill them. I'll be back. I have to go see to some other things. And he takes this big bag and just floats into the air. And then you don't see him. And you remember being able to merge into the soil itself to be able to like pop in and out and check in on these people as they're doing the work and mining gold for Darius. And the rest of you are waiting for a really long time as Max is reading. And so it takes a really long time for you to find all of this out, but you do recount close relationships that you had with some of these people. And you learn that the people that Darius brought, it's a whole civilization that has been stolen from another time and another place. You skip to another era and you learn just from knowing Clara and Bellamy and the classes that they've had to take. They're telling you about this old ancient civilization um, somewhere in Central America or maybe South America. You weren't quite sure. You weren't paying attention. You were listening and drinking at the same time. But you remember them saying, yeah, this whole entire civilization was just like up and gone. And someone was coming to find them or to find the gold that was in their land. But whenever these explorers got here to take the gold, there was no gold to be found. It was just silver. And that was it. And you start putting two plus two together and you come to understand that Darius stole the gold and he stole the people and that's what's powering St. Paxton Island that's why he's able to use his magic so freely here because he has endless servants now he has endless resource but it's all because he stole these people from their home And you get to this moment where you finally have this confrontation with him about, hey, you know what's happening and you understand what's going on and this isn't going to work anymore. He has to let these people go. It's been generations upon generations and you, you have to you have to leave them. They, they have to be free. And then the next thing you know, you have this sense of free will and this desire to change something to help people be free but you you remember him taking something from you and it was this memory and that's when you went to live your life abroad He just changed your direction and changed your memory. And in your time abroad, to punish you, you would get to the end. You would feel like you were going to really make a difference. And then you would reset. So every time the island has reset and you've been away, you just repeat this kind of endless and fruitless endeavor to secure freedom. And that was all just experienced by me. Did I say any of it out loud or were they just watching me read? Uh, They're just watching you read. Unless you wanted to make it available to them, that would be secret for you. Okay. I'm just eating a burger. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Um, I forgot. There's burgers and pie and help yourself. 
Oh, hell yeah. Thanks. After Max reads the last entry, he doesn't slam the book closed, but he definitely closes it with a bit of a force. And he leaves his hand there for a moment. He's thinking. Guys, uh... There's a reason I haven't been here. And, uh... It's not gonna be good, and I think... And so then Max kind of recounts what he just experienced. Um, So... In short, uh, I don't know where you guys came from. Uh, did I did I see where they came from? Do I know where they came from at all, or is that just like in my uh, entries? I didn't really cover that. They're just would, like there. You would remember being on the other side of the island when Clem creates them. Okay. But you're not super involved with that. You're still very removed from that process. Okay. I kind of know where you came from, but I wasn't really there. But, uh, and it's not, uh, it's not where you think, Ed. And Watley, I have no idea about you. But Darius, in short, Darius stole these people and brought them here. So he could have unlimited magics to, I assume, do stuff for Clem. Or something. I don't know exactly what, but he... And when I decided that wasn't right, that's why I haven't been here. So he sent you away? Yeah in an endless loop of almost getting what I want, but not even really what I want. But it sounds like I don't even think I can get what I want anymore. That's really fucked up. I thought we knew him, Darius. He's just another... He's just another... Big time power guy thinks he can just do whatever he wants with whoever he wants, whenever he wants, just because it's a whim, just because he feels like it. I'm. I wish. I wish he was alive still. I. God damn it. And Max will grab a bag that has a burger left in it. And I gotta. I gotta. I'm going to go walk this off. And he storms outside. Storms off outside. I don't don't even know how to absorb this, you guys. But what does that mean for what's happening now, though? Do you think Darius is bringing more people here? Is that what Ezra meant? So, I thought Darius was dead. Was his last act to steal more people? I hate that we're even a a part of this if... If he stole an entire civilization, how do we even make that right? We, we need more answers. We, we need to figure out how to fix this. Yeah. Ezra, there's got to be more. You have to tell us what, what do we need to do? I don't know. Um, 
although I do feel quite the calling right now as there are many lost people wandering about. I I wasn't here for all of what Mr. Mr. Max here has uh, regaled us with this uh, horrible history of this island. No, that wasn't for me to understand or know. I am here simply to collect what has been lost and to catalog it. I feel like it's more than that, though. I'm, you, you know, magic, and I, I feel like you know more than you're letting on. I mean, I can always read and give you an update when you come back. Is there something specific that you want to know? I just need to figure, I need to absorb what just happened. That's, I want to, I want to know more about where these people came from, how and why Darius took them so we can figure out if that's what's happening now. Ah, yeah. So, uh, roll history. And Edward can roll this as well. Okay, so I rolled 70 out of 65, so I will use five luck. Okay. All right, so (laughs) my history is five. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I rolled uh, 24, so I could use, what, like 19 points to make it a success? I'm going to do so. Okay. I was an art history major, so. (laughs) (laughs) Totally your call there. (laughs) So, Clara, when you walk over to the book and you start sort of flipping through, you can see Max's pages. But because you didn't live those pages, they don't kind of come alive for you in the same way that Max experiences them. They are written out. You see his handwriting. Uh, But you do connect the dots with, especially with your art history, Um, you understand that if you connect the dots, the people that were stolen were the Mayans and the civilization basically just up and disappeared from all history. People don't know what happened to them. Uh, There are a lot of theories, but... No one quite knows why. They just fell off the face of the earth. And now you understand that if Max's recount of his experience with Darius is true, then it's quite possible that it was Darius that stole the Mayan people. And... It's also quite possible that there was this huge hoard of gold that, you know, the Spanish and the English and everybody wanted to get a hold of. But he took that too. And so this island is very well founded on the labor, the riches. And the blood, sweat, and tears of a wholly stolen civilization. Edward. As Clara is kind of recounting all of the things that she knows about art, about history, and things with you, you start pulling together a timeline for St. Paxton and what you know about St. Paxton specifically. And you think that if you were created by Clem, and if you're going through and you understand that Clem is actually your creator and that you don't actually have a mother or a father, so to speak, no biological connection to the people that you think were mom and dad. 
you understand that your father must have been a metaphor for something, although you don't quite know what. Every experience that all of you have had, it was, it meant something more. This island was meant to teach you something. Am I to understand that Clem created Edward, Todd, Clara, and Bellamy, or just Edward? Uh, you understand that she created Edward, Clara, Todd, and Bellamy. And from what Max shared with us, we are aware now that Darius created Max. That's right. Okay. The book that Max was reading from that recounted his past, is that a collection of all of our pasts or just Max's past? It's a collection of all of your pasts. So the spell that Ezra did basically took every journal, every kind of scrap of understanding that you as pre-player characters, but as your entities have known this island, it's all now condensed into this book. And this information we have already had access to prior? That's right. So there wouldn't be anything new for me to find by going through this book? You certainly could because you haven't spent the time to go through every little journal and every little scrap of everything that you, you know, it, it would take a, a, a really long time for you to go through all of that. Mm. Sorry, real quick aside. Um, when we went to pick up Dr. Mason, the game plan was to pick up Clem and the other dog, correct? Maslow. Mm-hmm. Maslow. Did I, I would assume that happened? Yeah, sure. Are they with Dr. Mason at the Divine Bovine, or did we bring them back with us? Um, High or low? Or, well, which one do you want? Clem. Okay. High or low? Always high. All right, and I've got an 88. So Clem is with us. Mm-hmm. I will look to Clem, kind of get down and try to see if I could get her to communicate with me like she has in the past. Okay. I would also like to, with, I guess, my newfound powers, what type of energy aura, what do I see from what is coming from Clem? Great. Uh, so... When you look over in Clem's direction, all you see is a very intense blue light. And it looks like it's just a very brilliant blue. Something that you don't usually see naturally. Different from what I see from us or mm -hmm. other people. That's right. Okay. Uh, Clem will walk over and put her chin on your shoe. I'll sit down cross-legged <clears throat> and kind of uh, look into her eyes and I will try to project without speaking out loud, try to speak to her um, telepathically. Okay. Uh, roll your D100 for me and let me know what you get. 36. Okay. What would you try to say if you could? I, I just want Clem to help guide me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what do I need to know? How... Do I help the island? Clem will kind of walk over to your face now that you're at her level 
and will press her forehead against your forehead. And you feel this warmth. And that blue light that kind of surrounds her, a little bit of it just seeps into you. You feel an intense pain all over your body as though all of your nerves are just like firing off pain signals and you'll take six hit points of damage. Ooh boy. So let's see. Down to 26. Okay. And in your field of vision, now you see this blue light come out of Clem the dog's body and it does take on this human form and but it almost feels like it's in the back of your mind and you hear a voice and you can see that person talking in front of you. I'll be here to help you no matter what. I almost imagine it. It's like R2-D2 projecting Princess Leia and there's just like a spectral blue form of Clem. Yeah, for sure. So since you said that, what does she look like? Because I only know Clem in dog form. For sure. Um, So you see someone that is very, um, I guess, normal looking in stature. (laughs) Like she isn't very tall. She isn't very short. Um, She does have really long hair that goes almost to the middle of her calves. Um, She is completely naked and she just has very sharp facial features. Clem, I'm lost and I need your guidance. Um, I thought what we were doing was looking for Darius, but I don't even know if that's important anymore. I think there's something here that's trying to attack the island and there are people from outside of the island showing up what am I supposed to do? I can tell you with certainty that Darius is dead I do not feel his essence in any of the universes at least the ones that I know of If something is bringing people here, it means that Bellamy's sacrifice was perhaps a little late. Something is here. Something is pulling people from other worlds to this island. And I'm not sure if we could ever return them. But to what purpose does this thing bring people here? The thing in the water, it requires a sacrifice. And that's where we're going to call it. Ah. <laughs> Goosebumps. <Oof>. Goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yo, guys, my dad sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so many yeah. daddy issues to unpack. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was a wild episode. That was fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a, a lot to sort of sink in. Yeah, for I, sure. I want to take a knee because I have so much to yeah. ask. And talk yeah, about. questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow our Patreon if you want that. Take a knee. Mm. <laughs> I literally was thinking, like, what if I could do that? And then you ex- described exactly what I was thinking I could do. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Teleport. We'll talk about it and take a knee. We'll talk about it and take a knee. We're going to talk about it. So we will be back next Sunday, 8-ish p.m. We're always <laughs> going to be late. Please don't 
please never be here at eight o'clock and expect us to be here. The doors open at eight. (laughs) Show starts at like eight fifteen ish. You know, it's whenever all the it's whenever we all show up, just like a just like a fun rock show. Time is weird. Eight is the time to start getting your provisions, your popcorn, your drink, your light and dark beer. You know, whatever. Exactly. Try to keep up with me. (laughs) Oh gosh. I can't keep up. (laughs) I can't either. I'm going to be in hell. (laughs) I'm not in my 20s anymore. I will remember that tomorrow. (laughs) Every decade, it's like just so much worse. It's like, oh, Oh God, yes. Work is harder. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah. If you want to know more about uh, the podcast and you want to hear uh, us retweeting all the good things that our cast are doing. You can follow us at St. Paxton podcast on Twitter. That is the prime place where we make announcements. And then you can find me on Twitter at Ben Stonick. That's B E N S T O N I C K. You can find me at, I think I'm Fred on the Twitterverse. I'm at one gaming lane. And I am on Twitter and Twitch at Starlet Firefly. And I am on Twitter at Typical Veronica. Also on Instagram. I love to post uh, on Instagram as well. So follow me there. And yeah, thanks so much for coming out and supporting us. Uh, If you did not catch the charity stream uh, yesterday and today, you can still make a donation over at geeklyinc.com slash Trevor. So if you missed out on that, please... uh, go through go throw them some money because that is such a worthwhile cause especially now um there is just a lot of anti-trans legislation that's coming out and uh the lgbt youth definitely need our support and our help so uh Mm -hmm. if you're hearing this on the podcast you can still make those donations now Uh, if you didn't know about the live stream uh that would be so awesome and we'd love to uh, encourage you to support the Trevor Project, uh, not just this weekend, but uh, anytime that you have extra cash to throw at that excellent cause. Mm-hmm. All right, we will be back next week. Until then, keep it spooky, babies. Ah, <laughs> bye. 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 Enjoy the episode? Click the link in our bio to join our Discord and follow us on Twitter. St. Paxton Podcast. Music in the show is used under license with Epidemic Music or created by Rob Anderson. Find him at Potentially Rob. This episode was edited and produced by Steph Kingston and Hiroshi. Follow us at Stefo Kingston and maybe Hiroshi. While you're there, follow the rest of the crew as well. V is a typical Veronica. Mike is at One Gaming Lane. Fred is at I Think I'm Fred, Steph is at Starlit Firefly, and Ben is at Ben Stonic. The podcast art is made by Evan Mitchell. Find out more about his work on his podcast, For Whom the Dice Roll. Go to our website, cafpodcast.com, to find some hidden gems and behind-the-screens info. And if you want to support the show, share us on social media. Leave a five-star review on your podcast player of choice. Check us out live on twitch.tv slash geeklyinc, and if you really want to, you can back us at patreon.com slash Podcast. If you like our show, please check out some of the other fantastic work on geeklyinc.com, and consider supporting the network at patreon.com slash geeklyinc. You can also listen to other great shows from Geekly, like... Greetings Adventurers, Bounty Buddies, or Dear Internet. So, Darius is a bit of a bastard. I mean, we all kind of knew it, but I mean, this is a new level. And frankly, I don't envy whoever has to get that character across. But whoever that sad sap is, I am sure they are glad to jump into the role because of the incredible support we receive from the community around us. Especially people like Lance Van Meer, who has supported us on Patreon. Thanks to our patrons, we can keep the lights on for this little podcast that we all make, which uh, (laughs) is kind of essential. 
wouldn't want to be alone in the dark with a bastard like Darius around, am I right? Oh, the taint wiggling <laughs> position is uh, here. Yes. Yo, we love it. Taint, taint wiggling is Manu. <laughs> you can tell who missed the stream by their facial expression. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Sorry, that. I missed that one. I'm sorry, okay? I was working. So, I had a I had a character that I was uh an NPC that I was playing yesterday, this old man, and uh he didn't hear the avalanche, but he felt it in his taint <laughs> with the little taint wiggle. And I just figured, yeah, if I were a man with a taint, I would assume that that happens sometimes. That, I don't have one, so I'm just going to make all the assumptions. Taint sense. Mm. Makes sense. It's like tremor mm-hmm. sense, but in the taint. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Not too dissimilar to like, oh, it's going to rain because my knees hurt. Same thing. Mm. I okay. suppose that okay. would be sensitive vibrations, so. Yeah. It's, I, someone in the chat yesterday had said that it was like. <laughs> like burping. <laughs> Like a taut drum. I was actually just looking to see if it was going to pick up my burp. Okay, yeah, the pause after the burp, I was like, uh oh, is that a, was that, that come Uh-oh. with a prize? It's like She's going to puke. Taut drum. Yeah. Okay, I think that as your friend and not your game master, I think you should consult the book. Heard. The good book? <laughs> the. The Lord's Tome. <laughs> Your world book. Wally pulls out his his copy of Cosmopolitan. <laughs> There's some good surveys in there. I love the idea of Wally reading Cosmopolitan. Music in the show is used under license with epidemic music or created by Rob Anderson. Find him at Potentially Rob. I should get a pop filter. I'm being dumb. It's also not mounted. I guess I'm just gonna hold it in front of me like a fool. That'll be a thing that I do. And I should really get a recorded set of right, and I should not be using my short tail headphones for this. Makes everything more difficult. Cause I have to stand in knock position. Maybe I can move this. Tell me I can move this. Tell me I got plans to make this work, and yes I do. This will be better. Maybe this goes in the bloopers, we shall see.